The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com Welcome, boys and ghouls. It's time once again to kick open the old mausoleum door and see what climbs out. Clawing his way out of a fetid grave is Drew, a.k.a. Rabid Badger. Pull up a slab with Jim Millspaw in his award-winning role as the Professor of Torture, Meat Hook Jim. Jason Storm is here as fan favorite, gothic commentator, Storm. Do you smell something burning? It must be Salem's favorite old crone, Jonna Summers. <laughs> now light a torch, grab your pitchfork, and make like a bunch of terrified villagers. You found another episode of The Big Scary Show! <laughs> As July settles in and brings the heat with it, The Big Scary Show, episode 293, is keeping things tolerable with all the cool news, information, and music you need as you get into building and hiring season. We can all get through this together. Just hang on for a couple more months until fall gets here. Storm is ranting about the invasion of the rock snakes in a haunt minute. Meat Hook Jim talks about hangings behind closed doors in another installment of Between the Corpses. Badger reads the latest at Deadline News, and the old crone discusses making lists and remembering to write things down. Dick Trahune is also back with a new marketing morgue. Do we have a brand new gruesome giveaway winner for the month of July? Tune in to find out. The Roundtable of Terror invites Brent Wilson, Vice President of the Haunted Attraction Association, to have a seat and discuss all things concerning the HAA and the implementation of their new three-year plan. They have a new survey going on that can help determine the future of the industry. If you want to have a say in what direction the Haunted Attraction Association goes, fill out that new survey and let your voice be heard. If you've also wondered what the HAA can do for you, you'll want to tune in. All this and so much more on episode 293 of the Big Scary Show. We hit the body, but you'll become an accomplice just by listening to The Big Scary Show. And hey, stay hydrated out there. Looking to step up your costume? CFX products perform in every environment. Film, haunted attractions, stage shows, theme parks, cosplay, and good old-fashioned Halloween. Created for realism and comfort from the number one company leading the industry for over 16 years, a CFX silicone mask isn't finished until you put it on. Whatever your needs, CFX has you covered with silicone. And once you put it on, you too will agree that a CFX mask will be the most comfortable rubber you'll ever wear. Find your new face today at cfxmasks.com, cfxmasks.com. 
Dot-com. <laughs> it's time for Ask the Old Crone. <laughs> so July 4th has come and gone, and now we're all in panic mode because opening day is coming closer and closer and closer, and things are going to start getting very, very chaotic. Now, I'm going to talk about making lists. Why am I making that today's topic? Because I had a wonderful topic planned for this episode. It was going to be a fabulous topic. One of the best topics I've ever come up with. And guess what I did? I did not write it down. And so I do not remember for the life of me what it was. But you know, things have been chaotic. Starting the new escape room getting hiring done, getting deadlines met, getting advertising, social media posts, ordering props, you name it, it's getting crazy. And if I don't start writing everything down, I'm going to forget something even more important than what my topic is going to be. So what do you need to do? Write your list, get you a calendar, make your deadlines, Put reminders on your phones, whatever you have to do. Don't be like me and forget something really important because it's too important to forget. Does that make sense? I don't know. And if I sound a little weird tonight, it's because I'm not even at home. I'm babysitting tonight and I don't even have all my equipment with me because what did I do? I didn't write it down. Okay, so do as I say, not as I do. I am going to make my list and get myself organized so that everything that needs to be done is done and ready. Because guys, I think we're all going to have an amazing haunt season. That is, if we don't forget things. Until next time, don't forget to stir the cauldron. Come to the class reunion, but only if you have a craving for terror. For nothing is more terrifying than a party given by the Redeemer. First, the Omen. Now, the Redeemer. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. A Dimension Pictures release. Here come the mummies. Creeping. On the Big Scary Show. Since you walked through the door, I've stared across the floor as you and yours claim this place tonight. The second you walk by, I hit you with sexy eyes. You look through me as if I wasn't right. Creeping up from deep 
This is Chad Savage of Sinister Visions, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. We'll accept that. Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. Hello everybody, this is Drew Badger and this is Deadline News for episode 293. And we start off with this update from the legendary haunt tour coming to Salem, Massachusetts. The wait is over and tickets are now on sale for the 2023 Legendary Haunt Tour. We are excited to be heading north again this year on an amazing trek that will include three top-notch haunted attractions in the vicinity of Salem, Massachusetts, Haunted Overload, Fright Kingdom, and Barrett's Haunted Mansion. All of these incredible events have been raising the bar for years in innovation and quality. This will be a tour not to be missed. Stay tuned for more details to come, but mark your calendars now and plan to head to the Legendary Haunt Tour, November 10th and 11th. Sponsored by Granite Insurance, this tour is open to the public. Get your tickets now at legendaryhaunttour.com. We have this update from Monster Mania coming to Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Sleep all day, party all night, never grow old, never die. It's fun to be a vampire. We are thrilled to announce that our most requested guest ever, Kiefer Sutherland, will be joining us for our 20th anniversary celebration at Monster Mania Con 55 in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, the weekend of August 4th through the 6th. Kiefer will be attending on both Saturday and Sunday during the show. Get tickets and more information at monstermania.com. We have some hiring news from the Extreme Fear Scaregrounds in Kinston, North Carolina. We are now hiring. We're looking for talented individuals to be a part of our team for the upcoming Halloween season. Come be a part of a special group of people, make new friends, and get paid while doing it. Please note, scare actors will be required to attend one mandatory audition date in August. Auditions are open to anyone 16 and up with no experience necessary. We're hiring for scare actors, makeup artists, ticket and sales, midway attendees, an escape room master, parking and security, and lots more. Get more information at ExtremeFearScareGrounds.com We have this news from Deceased Farms in Lexington, South Carolina. Have you ever wanted to become a scare actor? Do you want to test yourself in a fun but different environment? Come on out to our annual Zombie Boot Camp. There will be activities and games that will help you release your inner monster while having some summer fun. 
It's also a great chance to meet some of our resident scare actors and team up to see if Deceased Farm is right for you. It's going to be a bloody fun time. This is not a super clean event. We are literally on a farm, so please do not wear any clothing you do not want to get dirty. For times and more information, visit their Facebook page, facebook.com slash deceased farm. We have this hiring news from Arx Mortis in Killen, Alabama. Spooky season is almost here, and Arx Mortis is looking for more talented people just like you. We're looking for scare actors and hospitality staff. If you think scaring people sounds like fun, you'd be right. And you want the opportunity to be creative and share your talent, or just looking for another family, we have a place for you. Here's your chance to join the Legion. Fill out an application today at arxmortis.com slash apply. We have more hiring news from Brighton Asylum up in Passaic, New Jersey. New Jersey's legendary Brighton Asylum is now hiring for the fall season. Commit yourself to our unique and diverse team of scare actors, event staff, ticket scanners, axe masters, escape room game masters, parking ushers, midway attendants, and more this Halloween season. We're hiring for all positions. Note, you must be 18 years or older to apply, no appointment needed, and no experience necessary. It takes all kinds of eager individuals to pull off a haunting event of this magnitude. If you want to join our killer team and have one of the most fun jobs you'll ever have, apply online or visit us during one of our upcoming casting events at Brighton Asylum. Dates are July 22nd, August 19th, September 9th, or September 16th. Get more information and fill out an an application at brightonasylum.com slash work dash here. We have even more hiring news, this time from the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Weston, West Virginia. Become a ghost hunter guide at Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Are you fascinated by the paranormal and eager to share spine-chilling stories with others? Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, a renowned haunted location, is seeking enthusiastic individuals to join our team of ghost hunter guides. If you have a flair for storytelling, a passion for the supernatural, and enjoy helping others explore the unexplained, this is the opportunity for you. As a ghost hunter guide at Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, your primary role will be to lead groups of visitors through the massive 242,000 square foot asylum, delivering captivating stories of paranormal occurrences. More information can be found at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash T-A-L-A-W-V. And finally, we have this update from Days of the Dead coming to Los Angeles. Days of the Dead is pleased to announce the addition of actress Carrie Henn to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Los Angeles happening August 25th through the 27th at the Hilton Los Angeles Airport. Caroline Marie Carrie Henn is a former American actress who played Newt in the 1986 film Aliens. She's the sister of fellow Aliens actor Christopher Henn. Aliens was Hen's only acting performance. For tickets and more information, visit daysofthedead.com. 
Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. Since 2007, professional and home haunters alike have trusted our award-winning and dedicated skeleton crew to make their nightmares come true. Whether you need graphic design services, logos, websites, spooky visuals, or creepy changing portraits, we can help your business look its scary best. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs> Broadcasting to you from the darkest regions of the Earth. This is a Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, so I like to stay up on trends. You know, things that are out there and, you know, are just making the rounds in social media, showing up in the TikToks and the the Twitters and everywhere, and, you know, something that might affect your haunt marketing or, or, or what you need to do to just get your name out there for your industry uh, adventure. And um, you know what I'm seeing that's out there right now? The Invasion of the Rock Snakes. Yeah, well, don't go looking that up on Urban Dictionary, because we're, we're, we're not talking about that. No, the Rock Snakes... Uh, Start out as like a TikTok trend thing, but now it's literally, you know, not a uh, actual new kind of danger noodle that you have to watch out for. No, literally rock snakes. These snakes made out of rocks, uh, mostly started by little kids. Uh, they'll get a snake head looking rock, they'll paint it, and they'll put it someplace in a public spot. And now they're putting signs next to it, giving it clever names like Sil- Sylvia or Jake uh, the Snake. And you add your rock to it to make this rock snake. And now it's starting to be hundreds long. And this is all fun and dandy and, and, and pretty cool and a neat little story and stuff. Until you start getting competing rock snakes in your town. That's right, just Google the rock snake thing. And you're going to start finding all kinds of issues going on. You know, town parks being taken over by them. They're starting to meet each other. They're, the rock snakes starting on one side of the town and meeting the other side. And, you know, kids just taking rocks constantly and painting them. You know, there's probably a shortage of rocks and painting. I don't think that's really a problem, but some people think it's a problem. There are actually cities now that are starting to ban the rock snakes. That's right. This has become such a thing that they say, oh, we can't do this because it's a public art and um, somebody else might want to put their art up in public and we don't want to just invite all kinds of problems. So I'm sorry, little four-year-old kid who's you know, thought this would be neat to do something for this, 
you know, remembering something that they did or, or, or a craft or, or, you know, memory of grandma or something. You can't have your rock snake anymore. You have to take them down. So, yes, that's what a rock snake is. They're invading. They're all over. Look out. Watch out. They're there. It's only a matter of time before they invade a haunt near you, too. That's right. Rock snakes. Until next time, keep every minute scary. Tune in next episode for another Haunt Minute. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. Good evening. My name is Deadfield, the zombie butler. Visit me and all my friends here at vfxcreates.com and check out the new Putrid Pete, the zombie puppet. We have several new products that you might want to see. <laughs> see you soon at vfxcreates.com. Music by Midnight Syndicate. gentlemen welcome once again to another round table of terror here on the big scary show where we try to provide you the listening audience with all the latest and greatest news information and things happening in the world of haunted attractions and speaking of haunted attractions if you are a haunted attraction owner or a member of the haunted attraction association you pr may have noticed over the last few days there have been a lot of messages and mailings sent out regarding a new survey for their upcoming three-year plan. You know, we, we talk to members from the HAA whenever they have something they need to get out there. And we have been following the progress of their current three-year plan, which is wrapping up, which is to benefit a lot of haunted attractions. And now they have a brand new survey out asking haunted attraction owners and members what's important to them, what they need to, or what the HAA needs to focus on, and ways that they can make their haunts scarier, safer, and all around better. And normally when we talk to somebody from the Haunted Attraction Association, we try to get Spencer Terry, the president, on the line, but unfortunately, he was unavailable because today is his birthday so happy birthday spencer terry i'm sure he's gallivanting around the desert in his little tents and everything have fun stay safe and uh we hope to have a very very acceptable substitute here vice president brent wilson from the doom haunted attraction in idaho falls idaho who no doubt 
has an awful lot of things to say about the Haunted Attraction Association's upcoming three-year plan. Brent, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Yourself? Thank you. We are we are not complaining as of yet, but it, it is just too hot and time is passing way too slow before the fall gets here. So we're we're glad you're with us. We also want to welcome our regular hosts up in Rhode Island. We have Storm. Uh, uh, greetings. It's it's so humid here. I don't have to fill my pool, so that's a good thing. And I get to use it this summer, so that's even better. Nice. Down in Cincinnati, we have Meat Hook Jim. I'm looking forward to riding my new Goldwing this summer. It's going to be great. Oh, the pictures are spectacular. You know, your your dad lives about an hour from me, I believe. So don't uh, don't forget. And unfortunately, I I sold my bike years ago when the twins got very expensive. Down in Fayetteville, Arkansas, we have Jonna, the award winning haunt <laughs> owner down there with Banshee Manor. Jonna, welcome. Hello. I actually um, I'm hobbled up right now. I had a I lost a steel chair match um that wasn't the kind of matches that that uh jim goes to but you know whenever you've taken things out of your back of your toe things happen so hopefully i will be on the mend very soon and because i got just too much stuff to do and you are all booted up no doubt i'm all booted up ironically enough my wife broke her ankle last week as well so i, I sympathize with you my name is Drew Badger. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. It is very hot. It is very humid. It is very miserable here, as summertime in the Deep South tends to be. So let's head out to the dry, high deserts, perhaps, of Idaho Falls. Let's talk to Brent Wilson. Brent, again, welcome to the show. Let's talk about the HAA survey that has been out there for the last you know, week or two. Um, what is it? How is it going to hopefully benefit members um, for members who may not have seen it yet, give us a rundown on what it is and the status of the old three-year plan, and what do you think is going to come from that? You bet. You know, as you mentioned, Drew, uh, we started our last three-year plan in 2020, so that version of the strategic plan is wrapping up right now. And so our goal with this survey, it's, it's for members and it's also for the industry at large, our goal is to make sure our policies and objectives that we plug into the new plan are in line with the desires of membership and the industry. Uh, making sure that we're not missing any issues that are relevant and pertinent to people today in the business, making sure uh, membership and the industry feels like we're, uh, we're at the right conventions, we're spending money in the right places, we're providing the appropriate training that the industry needs. Uh, we're seeing a big push on safety uh, from our membership. Uh, a lot of people are asking for uh, new safety courses in areas we have not provided before. We have some new uh, teachers in our chaos program. Jim Werner from Penhurst and Eloise Asylum has been added to our chaos lineup. He's doing a great job. So this is our opportunity to, to check in with members and the industry at large and making sure that, you know, our strategic plan represents the objectives of membership and the industry at large. You're saying that members over the last three years have been talking about things like safety. I mean, you know, three years ago, we were in the midst of a COVID pandemic and, and you know, right. COVID is still out there. 
and a lot of you know protocols have been placed in or have been put in place and things. Um, how do you actually implement a lot of these? You you mentioned you know there'll be more classes and things at, at different conventions and things, but you know when you finally break down all the data for the three year plan, how exactly, if you know how how does that get implemented? You bet. Yeah, for, if you use COVID as one example. Um, you know, the HAA provides a member resource library, and specific to COVID, we have a great manual on best practices for operating a haunted attraction while addressing COVID protocols. Um, and so that's one of the uh, resources we have in the library for members. We've been doing some courses online. We had one recently on uh, sexual harassment training. We're going to be doing a probably a day-long safety track of courses at Transworld in the future where we have a room reserved all day and we offer nothing but safety training electives, whether it's on crowd control management, um, dealing with that active shooter drills, uh, just things that we have not offered in the past above and beyond basic fire and safety, life safety code training. Is that going to be gonna something be. separate from chaos training or is this going to be in implemented into it? It'll be part of chaos training. We're still going to have the separate four hour kind of core course. Uh, but the the new safety training classes will be electives that will be in addition to that four hour core course to get you to your eight hour minimum for your your chaos certification. Hmm. And you you cannot be too safe at a at a haunted attraction, especially these days with litigation peep being at what it is, you know. And you know, like you said, there's active shooters. There's just uh, the world's getting crazy. What what can we say? And you know. Haunted attractions may be crazy places, but they tend to be very safe places. So it's uh, it's a very good thing, I guess. Have you seen any uh, feedback from the current survey that you guys have out? Are you seeing preliminary data, what people want? And is it that much different than it was three years ago? I would say it's pretty consistent with uh, what we saw on the last survey three years ago. Um, we just sent out the survey last week. We've got I think we've got about 100 responses thus far. Um, I'll have to check the numbers. Uh, I have not reviewed the data yet because it's still trickling in. Uh, but what I've seen, what I've seen as far as the basic data is pretty consistent about what we expected based on the last survey. Okay. Anything surprising out there? Like, you know, something out of left field you never expected? No, no, not at all. Uh, we are seeing a lot of support. This is this is not only from the survey, but also from conventions, people coming up to our booth and asking for regional chaos training. I mean, one of the things we've acknowledged as a board is that a lot of the haunted attractions that most need safety training are the small ones out in the boondocks that don't have a large budget and they're not sending their entire crew to Transworld for training. And so one of the things you're going to see uh, in the near future is regional chaos trainings whether that's at Legendary Haunt Tour or if it's at just a haunted attraction in, in a region where, you know, within four hours, we've got 100 haunts that can come and get their staff trained at cost. So that's going to be something new we're offering in 2024. That, that's, a, that's actually a really great idea. I like that. I'm yeah, super excited about that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, we really need to get out there and, and get in front of some of the haunts that don't go to Transworld and send their crew. 
Jonna, have you taken the chaos seminar? Are you certified I, with your? I own? have taken the chaos certified or chaos course. Um, I'm not certified yet. I think I have two more classes I need to take, and then I'll be certified. You know, go with all of my other certifiable things. So. <laughs> <laughs> We, we won't discuss those. But for haunted attractions that may not know what the benefit of being chaos certified, I mean, not only are your, you know, are your staff well trained, but there are outside and financial benefits in a lot of cases. Are there not? Do you not get breaks on insurance or things like that in a you're lot exactly, of cases? Yeah, you're exactly right. I know there's at least a couple of vendors like uh, Granite comes to mind and Donay Insurance. Uh, they're offering uh, discounts now if you're general manager or staff are certified through our chaos program. Um, also, you get a certificate you can put on the wall and show the fire inspector, which they appreciate. They know you take it seriously and they know you've been trained. It goes a long way. But yeah, there are some financial incentives for sure. How, uh, how much of a national level do fire inspectors and fire marshals know about chaos, whether it exists or not in a lot of cases, especially like you said, small haunts out in the boondocks they may yeah. not have ever heard of this before. Is is there a, like a mass, you know, propaganda campaign trying to get you know local fire marshal and emergency management offices aware of what chaos training is? Yeah, I wouldn't say there's a mass national propaganda campaign, but you know, <laughs> we can use my home as an example. Uh, my fire inspector wasn't aware of chaos. I showed him the certificate on the wall, explained what it was. And he was like, man, I'm just I'm just glad you guys take this so seriously. A lot of haunts don't take it seriously. And it, I think it goes a long way towards goodwill with the fire department. You must be good friends with the fire department, please. <laughs> no, I, I'm fortunate to have a reasonable inspector. Right. So for, you know, let's say I'm a small time haunt in, you know, wherever. And, I, and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, well, you know, I never go to trans world, but hey, maybe something will come near me. But I've never really considered joining the Haunted Attraction Association. Why should I, as a small time haunt owner or medium or large, what's in it for me? What do I get for, you know, all the, the money I probably pay out? Do I just get a newsletter and a certificate to put on the wall? What, what do I get? Yeah, that's a very good question. And actually, it's a pretty easy sell, uh, even to a small haunt out in the boonies. Um, you know, the the we, we tallied up the value of the benefits these you, the membership provides uh, to the HAA, and it's about $9,000. And membership dues for the association vary, depending on the size of your attraction, from about $50 a year to $250 a year. Uh, but what you get as far as benefits, to me, one of the big ones is we have a pub public relations firm on retainer and we understand that there's an event, some type of crisis at your haunt. Uh, it could become national news in short order with the media cycle, the way it is now. Uh, so we will actually provide to our members uh, a PR team to help you navigate the crisis with the media and do some serious damage control. Uh, we also have legal people on retainer. If you've got questions, um, involving legal issues. We can provide resources there. I mentioned our, our membership resource library. We have like a hundred documents, whether it's fire code issues or human uh, resources issues, hiring and firing issues. Um, if you need uh, an emergency action plan for the fire department, we can provide a template. 
Um, so if you're a small hunter, you have access to the same resources as the big boys uh, when you become a member of the, of the association. Uh, there's also an opportunity to get recognized through the, the top haunts program, which we are now expanding into smaller haunts. Um, there's a litany of resources that you will have access to the day you sign up. Um, you can review them at our website at hauntedattractionassociation.com. Oh, let's oh, not forget the discounts for um, for the background checks. Absolutely. I started, started using that for my haunt. Um, and oh my gosh, I mean, like, it's so easy. I was I was extremely impressed because I signed up. I um, did one of my new employees. I, it sent, sent her an invitation. She filled it out. And within an hour, and this is like on a, you know, like in the evening. And within an hour, I had a response. That's I mean, great. So they're, they're terrific, you know. So I think that's a huge benefit. Yeah, thank you, do Donna. those background checks. Yeah, and that's an additional area of training we're going to be providing um, is, you know, how to do background checks and why they're important. A lot of states, actually, there, there are some rules and regulations regarding background checks that are different in every state. Um, so we have to navigate that. But you will be seeing some training there in the future. And like Jonna said, uh, we do provide discounts with multiple vendors, including background check vendors. I guess, again, you just cannot be too safe these days. And... Whether or not you are, you know, a haunt that hires 25 people or 250 people, you know, you're not necessarily going to give everybody a background check, but the, the ones that you do, you know. Yeah. If you'll be glad you in, If you've got miners in the dark in your building or on your trail, you probably want to do background checks. Hmm. That is a, that does bring up kind of an interesting question, and that's working with kids, you know, child labor laws being what they are, volunteer haunts being what they are, you know, and we're, we're not going to get into the legalities of that. But, you know, working with kids is a whole nother issue. And, and you know, I've been reading in the news, a lot of hiring is going on by haunts these days, and an awful lot of them are now saying you must be at least 18 years of age to apply or work now. You know, whether you're an actor, whether you're security, whether you're concessions, you know, used to be if you were 12, 13, 16, whatever, no problems. And, and there's still a lot of people that are hiring, you know, younger people. But, you know, is is this just becoming a trend, do you think, you know, hiring, quote unquote, adults as opposed to hiring, you know, that that 15 year old high school kid that's wanted to work in a haunted house for five years and and now he's not. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we hear, we hear two things. We hear that it is becoming a trend because of liability issues. And also there's a level of maturity there with an 18 year old that you may not see with a 15 year old, but we also hear from people that it's really difficult to staff their haunts right now. Um, you're competing with, you know, fast food restaurants that are paying $15 per hour. Um, so, uh, you know, I think it varies on a case by case basis as well as a state by state basis. I don't Go ahead. Yeah, I I personally have done only 18 and over the last few years. I started with under 18 my first year. It was a disaster. So unreliable. Um, the maturity level, you know, things like that. Um, went to 18 and over a few years ago. I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And again, it bit me in the butt, you know, 
one of them was like 45 minutes into a night, like, you know, I'm just not feeling it. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So that's my reasoning for doing over 18 is, you know, the maturity level and, and uh, stuff, but I could definitely see it. Whenever you're having trouble finding people to hire, you know, wanting to broaden that pool and include teenagers, it's very tempting. You just have to be careful. Yeah. Sounds like you're in a pretty good labor market, Jonna. That's great. Well, I'm still struggling like everybody else finding enough. I'm just fortunate that I'm a small haunt and I don't need as many. Aren't you in a college town? Yes, I am. Well, you would think it'd be easy, but no. It's all football with you Southeast Conference people. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, I do want to remind you, you are listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on the Big Scary Show with our very special guest, Brent Wilson from the Haunted Attraction Association, also with Doom Haunted Attraction in Idaho Falls, Idaho, our regular co-host. We're going to take a very short break here to pay a very important bill, and we'll be right back. Are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free. And we are back to the Roundtable of Terror with Brent Wilson from the Haunted Attraction Association, our regular co-host. He is also with Doom Haunted Attraction in Idaho Falls. Uh, Brent, let's ask you about Doom Haunted Attraction before we get back into HAA stuff. How was your season? I understand, you know, I think we mentioned it in the news a few weeks ago. You just recently did a halfway to Halloween event, but... uh. How was your regular season in 2022 and uh, the halfway to Halloween event and uh, what kind of new stuff you got coming up this season? Yeah, you bet. Uh, so our, our Halloween season for 2022 was fantastic. It was uh, the first season we had actually implemented time ticketing and we sold out just about every night we were open. Um, and the wait times were much uh, slower or much shorter, I should say. Uh, customers were happier. We made more money. It was it was great. Uh, really good 2022 season. Halfway to Halloween, typically for us, it, we typically the numbers we see for halfway to Halloween are comparable to Saturday nights in October. Uh, this year, however, that was not the case. Uh, we were competing with some other events this this May that uh, took some of our customer base away for the weekend. We had a really good turnout, but it was not the exceptional turnout we typically see. And I've heard the same from other haunts uh, this year during halfway to Halloween. Turnout wasn't quite as good as previous years. Uh, well, to be honest with you, I have seen halfway to Halloween's events starting in April and going all the way through June. There wasn't just like this one concentrated two or three week period. It was stretched out over a couple of months. So, right. you know, I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not. But uh, do you guys do Christmas or Valentine's or anything like that as well? 
No, we do not. Uh, we're we're a, a nonprofit haunt, and so I have a business that I run during the day, and I, you know, the the haunt season, you know, twenty one nights during haunt season, plus halfway to Halloween. That's about all they get out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Um, that that's an interesting question. Getting back to the HAA, do you uh do you have a different category for nonprofits versus for profit haunts? As far as are there different issues that have to come up with uh working with those oh yeah yeah and, and part of our member resource library contains materials on nonprofits and and uh i know we've done some work in the past as far as fundraising and bringing on sponsors for nonprofits uh but yeah it's it's a different animal for sure and uh we're working on more resources even to differentiate for nonprofits um and help help our members that are nonprofit haunts fundraising and recruiting volunteers and getting new sponsors. Okay. Um, hopefully those volunteers are not 12 or 13, 14 years old either. So uh, not only they're too young, but you're not paying them. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, actually, any question? <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, we actually started paying our actors last year and it made a huge difference. <laughs> uh, funny how that happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> Any uh, questions from the hosts at this time? Well, Brent, I was wondering, because you guys have some national um, publicity and, and promotions and stuff, are you doing anything to help promote um, the hiring aspect? You know, hey, the, you know, the funnest job you ever have or anything like that to help with the hiring issues. Yeah, that's a great question, John. And we're providing a lot of resources for hiring staff, um, a lot of human resources materials. We're providing resources for training staff. Um, we've got uh, some uh, suicide prevention materials as well that help people uh, manage their staff at the haunt. Thus far, we've not done anything as far as recruiting staff. I know uh, through Transworld, there's been some courses offered recently, uh, but that's a very good question and something that would be valuable feedback in our survey. Hint, hint. What does the uh, survey basically ask if people get a copy of it? I assume they can just download it directly off your website, fill it out there and send it back. Yeah. What are, what are some of the questions? So basically there's, there's kind of a, 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 how are we doing survey, you know, based on your membership experience over the past three years, how have we done? Have we met your expectations? Have we exceeded your expectations? Have we not met your expectations? Um, and then we've got a bunch of existing programs and events um, where we request feedback from members and the industry at large. If there's changes that need to be made, uh, we've got the Oscars event at Transworld. We've got the, the, uh, the auction event at Transworld. We have the um, state of the industry event at Transworld. And also we, we started offering last year a, a networking event. And so it's a lot of questions about those events and what works and what doesn't work and what should we change. And then there's a big emphasis on the future. What direction should the association move forward in? Uh, we're looking at changing up our membership structure as far as um, how many people can be under the umbrella of a large haunt or a small haunt. Right now, you might have a bundle of three people under a large haunt, and we want to expand that umbrella. And we're looking at changing our membership tiers. So if you're the general manager of a large haunt and you sign up to be a member of the HAA, you can get nine or 10 of your staff under your umbrella of membership as well. And then they can reap the benefits. 
they can come in and get discounts on training and everybody's safer and happier. Um, so a lot of questions about the present, a lot of questions about the past three years and how we've been doing, and a lot of questions about the future. I know you have a booth at Transworld every year, and I believe it was Spencer that told us about a year and a half ago when he was last on that you guys were looking at expanding at other shows. Are, are you looking, are you putting booths at Midwest? Are you putting booths at Fear Expo? Are you putting booths at, you know, a Texas Haunters Convention or Midsummer Scream or even something at someplace like Legendary Haunt Tour, which isn't necessarily a convention per se, but a gathering of haunters. Are you yeah. looking at expanding into those? Are you expanding into those? And and where can people, you know, see you besides Transworld for, for people who cannot get to Transworld for whatever reason? Yeah, that's a good question. We actually did a survey last year of our membership and said, hey, besides Transworld, which other events do you think we should be a part of and have booths at and represent the association? And based on the survey feedback, um, uh, Midwest Haunters Convention was identified as a large priority. We actually had a booth there last year and this year. We just got back from uh, Chicago for Midwest a few weeks ago. Um, Spencer is going to be manning our booth at Midsummer Scream in LA very soon. Uh, Alan Hops will be manning our booth at the Texas Haunters Convention next weekend. So we are doing that as well. We are expanding our presence beyond just Transworld. Transworld has been great to us. We could not exist without Transworld. Uh, they've been very, very generous with the association, uh, but we are going to branch out because this is about reaching people nationwide. Uh, that That's good because, you know, a lot of people can't, for whatever reason, make Transworld, but they can go to Texas Honors or they can, they're on the West Coast and they can go to, to Midsummer Scream or, you know, Chicago for, for Midwest or something, but they may not be able to make it to St. Louis or wherever Transworld may eventually wind up. So, you know, th that's good that you guys are, are expanding that out and the opportunity to talk to you in person as opposed to just emails and messaging is, is so much better. I think to be yeah, able to I... sit down and talk and, and, you know, you have such a huge booth at transfer with just people lining chairs, just kind of like waiting for people to come and talk to you. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's a fascinating thing to watch. And, and I don't know if you have, you know, people who are on retainer from legal or, you know, some of these other things that, that people can actually come and, and speak directly to. No, you're exactly right. We do just that, Drew. Um, we have people, we have a roundtable of professionals at our booth at Transworld. We have lawyers that you can speak to if you have legal questions. Um, I happen to be an expert on commercial real estate leases and, and property acquisitions. I represent national chain tenants like Costco and uh, Sears, Kmart, Walmart, uh, so if you have questions about negotiating a lease or acquiring a piece of property, uh, I'm available at our booth to talk to you as well. So we do have people from different backgrounds to assist our members at our booth at Transworld. Very good point. And you do not necessarily have to be a member to speak to these people at this point. You might just be considering, correct? You can be a non-member and, and talk to these folks. Yeah, to an extent. We try we try to value the time of our legal professionals because we know they bill hourly, but yeah, you know, if you need five, 10 minutes and you're not a member, no problem. Okay. Very good. Any other questions from the hosts? Well, Brent, on that, um, you know, the bringing up non-members, the survey that's currently out there uh, that you're looking for responses to, is that exclusive to members at this point? 
No, that's a very good point. Uh, this survey is for the industry at large because we value everyone's input. And to be honest, we don't we don't make a lot of money as a nonprofit from selling memberships. Our goal is to broaden our scope and get more people under the umbrella, like I said. So you're going to see some changes to our membership tiers. People are going to start getting a lot more people under the umbrella for the same amount of money in the future. And that's part of the reason why we're soliciting the input of the industry at large. Our goal is to make those people members in the future. So uh, whether or not you're a member, we would love your input on the survey. How nice. You do not have to be a member to do it. And, and people can just access this survey off your website, correct? Yeah, or our Facebook page. That's correct. Okay, excellent. Hey, Brett, a couple of things that's not been mentioned yet. Um, whenever you are a member of HIA, you also have a members-only Facebook page. That is great. Um, we've got some wonderful face Facebook groups out there that you can get information. But if you want to go straight to the source on a few uh, more involved things, having that that resource is fabulous. And then I really enjoy the mixers, the online mixers that we have. Unfortunately, it seems like not a lot of people show up at them live. I'm sure you have a lot of people that are watching them. Um, later on at their, you know, convenience. But I'll tell you what, if you want to have some some opportunity to have some really good discussions, um, those those mixers are awesome. I really enjoy those. Yeah, thank you, John. That's Jim Warner. Again, he's from Pennhurst Asylum and Eloise Asylum, general manager there. And he's a, on our board of directors. He's done a fantastic job with those mixers. And if you're not able to view them in real time, they are archived. You can watch them at your convenience. And uh, he's had some really great guests. He had uh, Alan Hops on last week. Um, and, uh, you know, like you said, on the Facebook members only page, it's a great way if you've got a question and you don't want to wait till the next convention where we have a booth to get an answer, um, you can just put your question on the Facebook members only group and multiple members will get back to you with feedback right away. It's a great resource. So these mixers are just basically like large chat rooms but with video, so you see just a wall of faces and it might say Alan Hops, it might say Jim Warner, it might say Spencer Terry or a whole, you know, maybe Ben Armstrong or, yeah. you know, Ted Sobeck or, or, you know, haunt owners from around the country. Okay. And yeah, they just and they ask have, questions. They usually have a, a topic. A yeah, it's always based topic on a topic. That it's always based on topic. And we, we try to broaden it so it's not just haunt owners as well. We have a... We, we do a featured member mixer every once in a while, uh, a vendor member mixer every once in a while. So we like to get vendors featured as well and get their feedback. You know, when the back in 2009, when the bylaws were written for the association, they were written so that only uh, haunted attraction owner operators could be on the board of directors, which, you know, makes a lot of sense because you want the membership to have skin in the game. But we also like to get perspectives from non-owner operators we have a lot of vendors that bring a ton of value to the association and we're fortunate right now we have two people on the board that happen to be both haunted attraction owners and vendors we have uh shaley mugget from rcfx and fear pdx and we have tyler kozar from 100 acres manor and uh and nethercraft now they're now called NCV creative so those guys bring a lot of uh creativity and a lot of feedback from the vendor perspective um, but we're looking to do more of that in the future and possibly amend the bylaws, and we'll bring that to a vote 
to include people that aren't owner managers as board uh, board members for the HAA in the future. Interesting, yeah. and, and that that brings up a question: If I'm just a vendor, I, I do not own a haunt, I do not work for a haunt, I just provide product and or service. What is, if any, benefit of joining the HAA? Well, first and foremost, there's networking, there's exposure. Uh, we like to broadcast to the world which vendors are supporting the association. Um, and we, we understand that they want to see a return on investment. So we do everything we can to broadcast to the world their contributions to the association. But what's probably even more important is just supporting an industry that needs support. You know, this is a very chaotic industry, as you know. There's a lot of liability. And I feel like what the HAA is doing is important. And, um, you know, I think it's it's important for vendors to support what the association is doing because um, we need a healthy, vibrant industry to support these vendors as well. Uh, interesting use of the word liability. Does that also apply to vendors? If I'm using, if I'm a, if I build a product and let's say there's an incident at a haunted attraction involving that product, is that something where your team can come in and work with them regarding liability or other legal issues? Yeah, certainly, certainly at the initial level. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, I think, you know, when there's a lawsuit anywhere in any type of business, anybody could be implicated, you know. Um, so it may involve the haunt owner, might involve the manager, might involve a vendor that made the product that was involved. So certainly at the onset, yes. Okay. I would assume that would apply to actors as well, possibly, or? Yes. Yes. Okay. Very nice. And I guess that, of course, brings up the issue. You do not have to answer this, of course, but uh, were there any quote unquote major incidences this past Halloween season that were either, you know, the the PR team handled very swiftly that the national news never really got a hold of? I I do not recall anything major just off the top of my head at this point. No, you're correct. We were we were fortunate this year. No incidents. Oh, very nice. That we know of, right? Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions from from the hosts? Sure, uh, Brent. One question I have: you know, the industry is is massive and growing. Uh, how has the membership been going for the associations? Has it been trending as growing over the past couple of years, or have you reached a plateau? Uh, no, I would say that since we implemented this strategic plan three years ago. Um, I, I don't know the exact percentage uh, year over year, but it's been exponential, the growth in membership in the past three years. And I think a lot of that is, you know, Spencer deserves a lot of credit as the, as the president for the past few years of the association. And I think, I think the association has changed. I mean, we've become really accountable to our members. We're producing re results. We're producing return on investment. And I think the industry is responding and our membership numbers are way up over two, three years ago. Oh, fantastic. And the other thing that looks like, you know, you're, you've spoken about it today and it's uh, part of the survey is, uh, you know, changing some of the parameters of the association and members and bringing in, you know, more groups and people who wouldn't fit your cookie cutter, um, you know, uh, uh, shape for a member. Um are you guys also looking towards, you know, including uh, yard displays and home haunts to sort of be generalized and into that? Because I really feel that's a huge growth factor in the industry. 
Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with you more. We are doing that. Uh, we actually have established a subcommittee uh, within the board of directors to recruit home haunts. And uh, we would love to get a home haunter on the board of directors in the future. That's going to require an amendment to our bylaws right now. Um, but that's one of the things we're evaluating. I personally started as a home haunter, gosh, 30 something years ago. And um, I think, you know, I know Spencer started as a home haunter as well. And I think, um, you know, if you love haunting, it's just, it's an, a rational nexus. And certainly we, we want a, a bigger tent where we can include those people as well. I, I Excellent, sounds good. Yeah, definitely agree. I mean, uh, uh, around here, that's been the biggest growth. We've had some nice new haunts showing up here in Southern New England, but the home haunt displays, the number of them and the people turning out for them is phenomenal. And it's really something I think, you know, professional haunt attractions should gear up to and start cooperating with because you get a, you know, a family who goes and has a good time for a half an hour to just go see a yard display. Yeah. You know, they might be inclined to pay the money for a ticket to come see your big haunt attraction and spend a night someplace. And we're, we're starting to see some home attractions that are rivaling some of the lower tier pro attractions. It's pretty amazing what people are doing with their home haunts nowadays. I don't know where they store all this stuff. It's unbelievable. I got <laughs> one by me, which is, you know, house of a thousand jack-o'-lanterns. And literally, they have a thousand pumpkins out there on this guy's yard. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. No, we, we definitely want those people in our tent, for sure. You should reach out to uh, the the Davis graveyard out in the, uh, I believe they're in Oregon. Jeff Davis, yeah. Chris Davis. So yeah, that that. The stuff they put out every year, unbelievable. I cannot believe they still call themselves a home aunt. Because we that, actually, that's uh, Chris and Jeff's uh, original cathedral, we actually have inside our haunt. So, oh wow, they rebuilt their cathedral a couple, uh, probably five years ago, and we we have their we have their original cathedral in our haunt now. So. Mm. Amazing. Um, you, you talked about Spencer being the uh, president for the last few years. Is his term coming up soon? Will there be elections and nominations coming up in the next year or so for new board members? I assume some will be retiring or moving on to uh, other things at some point. Or is this a every year there's a third or every year there's, you know, a quarter of the of the board gets replaced or or what? How does that work? It's actually a little bit of both, but uh, to answer your first question, uh, yes, uh, Spencer's term will be up towards the end of the year. So just before Transworld, we're going to have some votes to see who's going to be the new executive team for the board of directors. Um, and then there will be some members, you know, members terms are limited to three years, and then you can uh, you can actually do a second term. Um, and so some of those terms will be will be turning over as well. So people that aren't on the executive team we'll have some terms turning over as well. So we'll have, we'll have a new executive team and we'll probably have, I think one or two people that aren't on the executive team whose terms are expiring as well. Okay. So start thinking of those nominations. I assume that will that just be a, an internal nomination process or can other people nominate anybody? Uh, so the way the bylaws are written, um, if we don't have enough feedback from membership at large, it can be a decision from the board of directors. So we're, we're hoping we get a lot of feedback from members at large. Excellent. So we look forward to the fine job that no doubt they will do in the future. And of course, commend the current 
board of directors and everybody associated with the HAA for the fine work they've done over the last three years. I'm looking at the clock. We probably should start winding down just a little bit. Are there any final questions from the hosts? Well, you know, you're probably going to get a huge bump of uh, responses for the survey as people, you know, will hit the pause on the show right now and go to HAA's site and go to fill out the survey. It takes about 10, 15 minutes of your time. But do you guys in the future for surveys have any plans to do like a promotion? Like, oh, maybe find one of them 12-foot skeletons and give it away? Or, hell, you know, <laughs> haunters would take 12 one-foot skeletons. <laughs> That's a great idea. I mean, we're we're definitely looking to, like I said, expand our tent and get more people under the umbrella of the HAA. And we're willing to get creative in how we do that. Yeah, you could probably melt a server with the 12-foot skeleton. It's unbelievable how popular <laughs> those things are. I saw some yes. pictures from Home Depot this year that look pretty amazing. They've got this, mm-hmm. like, huge vampire bat thing. It's, like, 12 feet tall. It looks amazing. You need to offer Home Depot an honorary membership at this point because they have basically revitalized home haunting and yard displays and yeah. pro haunts, too. So <laughs> I, I would agree. They've done a great job. And then Lois has pneumatics now. Have you seen that? Lowe's is selling pneumatic props, and they come with their own air compressor. I think I even saw Lowe's uh, is now carrying some of the uh, you know name brands that we have normally seen in uh, you know our industry at like Transworld and stuff. You're starting to see some name brands for like Fog showing up in these big box stores to to you know be out on somebody's front yard. So the competition is out there. They're they're getting the good products now. We're not just getting cheap, you know, werewolves wearing lumberjack outfits from Taiwan. Yeah, I, I, I love. There's nothing better than a great home haunt, in my opinion. I love to see it. Well, I'd be fine instead of giving away, uh, you know, like twelve foot skeletons or something. I'd be happy with just, you know, like a sheet of plywood or something, because that's <laughs> almost as expensive nowadays. We we actually recently had a mixer, uh, a networking mixer at Transworld. And the bowler that got the high score got a free membership to HAA. So we're we're starting to get there with the creative platforms. Very nice. Any uh, final questions? Well, Brent, this is the part of the roundtable we like to call the plugs. We'd certainly like for you to uh, plug away Doom Haunted Attraction in Idaho Falls. Let us know your opening dates and uh, how people can get more information and tease us with anything you've got new this year. I assume there'll be some surprises out there as well as giving people information on joining the HAA. Give us a great sales pitch. How can people fill out the survey, find out more information, and of course, join the Haunted Attraction Association. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so our haunt, Doom Haunted Attraction in Idaho Falls is a 32,000 square foot indoor haunt. Uh, the proceeds benefit the Bonneville County Sheriff's D.A.R.E. program to keep kids off drugs. Um, it's a big haunt, 32,000 square feet on two stories. Uh, we've got five sets that were built by Nevermore uh, Productions. Um, it's a better haunt than you would expect to see in a small town. I'm proud of it. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in finding more about the haunt, it's uh, doomhaunt.com. Again, doomhaunt.com. Uh, if you are an actor or uh, a haunted attraction manager, haunted attraction owner, or a home haunter aspiring to become a pro haunt owner or manager, uh, you owe it to yourself to go to the website and check out all the benefits we provide for a very nominal fee. Uh, that website for the association 
is hauntedattractionassociation.com. You can find our survey there and a ton of information on all the great benefits we provide. I, I assume there are links to social media, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or anything like that as well. Correct. And what is the next mixer? Do you have a date and uh, what the topic will be for people who may be interested in joining? I don't, but it will be on our Facebook page once Jim decides the date and the topic. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Well, Brent Wilson, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you and all the questions that we have answered regarding the Haunted Attraction Association, the brand new three-year plan will be implemented when this one wraps up and all the data is compiled, which I'm assuming will happen before Transworld. Absolutely. Perhaps. Yeah. Right. In fact, we'll present a lot of the data at the State of the Industry event at Transworld. Excellent. That is only <laughs> eight short months away, so you better start getting your hotel rooms now, folks. But um, we could not do this, of course, without great guests like Brent Wilson or our hosts, such as Storm. I do love survey uh, roundtables because, A, you know, the marketing weasel background, and B, we have the show tonight, and then in a few months, we can get all the results and nitpick them in a roundtable. So these these are fun shows, right up there with Krampus. Don't think we won't nitpick either. Also want to thank Meat Hook Jim. Well, you know, I didn't chime in much, but I absorbed a lot of what's going on, and I think the HAA is just going to keep getting better and better as time goes on. Absolutely. Also, we occasionally thank poke Jim with a stick during the roundtable too. So, yeah. So don't worry, everybody. We're, oh. we're checking. We're putting a little mirror under his nose. We're we're making sure he's yeah. with us. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want him falling asleep during roundtables, right, Jim? Not me. No. I, I think we've all <laughs> been guilty of that at one point over our twelve-year history. Uh, I know not of what you speak. Also, want to Jonah thank probably Jonah. has a listener. <laughs> the old crone. <laughs> Oh, no comment. No comment. Thanks, Brent. Um, love the HA. And if you guys aren't members, what's your problem? Sign <laughs> up already. Thanks, you guys. My name, my That's name actually is Drew a Badger. survey question. <laughs> there you go. My name is Drew Badger, and I would love to see an Oscars award put on by the HAA for those who utilize the 12-foot skeletons. You could call it the Skelly Boy or something like that. This is the Round Table of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. Well, that's a survey we need to do is find out which uh, round table people have been falling asleep during. for Mortal Kombat, Leatherface, The Hidden, yes, all those films and more, and you are listening to The Big Scary Show. Passion is what drives us. The 
find out if you were listening carefully to last episode because it is time to find out if we have a winner for the July gruesome giveaway sponsored by our wonderful friends at ScreamlineStudios.com. Remember folks, it's July. That means it's almost August. That means it's almost September. And you know haunt season starts in September. So you better get over to ScreamlineStudios.com as soon as possible and start shopping. We had a slew of entries come through over the last couple weeks. We randomly selected this entry, and I believe we have them on the line. Random caller, what is your name? Where are you located? Hey, my name is Vinny. I'm from Massachusetts. Vinny from Massachusetts. Very nice to have you on the phone here. Let's find out if you are indeed the winner, but before we do that, we of course need to ask you a couple of quick legal questions. Uh, question, sure. question number one. 
Did we ask you in any way, shape, or form to contact us other than to have you call in? Nope. All right. Question number two. Did you try to entice us in any way, shape, or form to pick your entry? Once again, Vinny from Massachusetts. Let's see if I have the uh, question here in front of me. I'm going to paraphrase it because I never have the question in front of me. But um, the question was, if I remember it correctly, uh, during my interview with Felissa Rose, she mentioned she's going to be attending a large reunion event with Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy. Where is this event going to be happening and when? So it's going to be at Joe Bob Joe Bob, excuse me, Joe Bob Briggs Jamboree in Las Vegas, October 7th to the 9th. And I believe that's absolutely correct. Joe Bob Briggs Jamboree, God, that is hard to say, in (laughs) Vegas in October. My goodness, start making your plans to go to Vegas now because that sounds like it's going to be a big, big event. And of course, having Felissa there is going to make it extra special because she is an absolute dear to talk to. But the more important thing is that Vinny from Massachusetts is our July gruesome giveaway winner. Awesome. Vinny, if you'll uh, stay on the line so we can get some shipping information, but let me ask you a quick question. Are you involved in the haunted attraction industry? Do you do a home haunt, a yard haunt? Do you work for a haunted attraction? Are you just a big enthusiast? What, what do you do? Yeah, uh, I actually work at a haunted house, or a haunted attraction, rather. I've been working with them for eight years. It's Witch's Woods in Westford, Mass. Uh, yeah, I've been with them for eight years, and it's my favorite thing are you, to do are, all year. Are you an actor, a manager? Do you build? What do you do? Uh, I help with the build sometimes, but I'm also mainly an actor. Oh, fantastic. I've been doing acting for many, many years. So hopefully the prize that Screamline Studios sends you, you may be able to utilize in the uh, haunted attraction. If you know their website or social medias, give them a quick plug. Yep, definitely. Uh, which is woods.com. Fantastic. Well, Vinny, as I said, hold on the line so we can get some shipping information to you. And again, we can't do this without our very good friends at ScreamlineStudios.com who send us great prizes every single month. And we give them away every single month to folks just like Vinny and possibly you. If you didn't win this month, be sure to enter the August gruesome giveaway here on The Big Scary Show. Greetings, listeners, listeners, and welcome. welcome. Watch out. Don't trip over that torso. torso. It's time. It's time. For between, for between the, the corpses. corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here. And on this episode of Between the Corpses, as we journey down the road of torture and execution... We are looking at hangings behind closed doors. On May 27, 1868, Irishman Michael Barrett was hanged outside Newgate Prison for an explosion at Clerkenwell, England that killed 15 people. The next hanging at Newgate, that of a murderer, Alexander McKay, on 8th of September of the same year, took place within the prison walls, away from the public gaze. At last, the realization that public hanging was more a poor man's carnival 
that a doleful warning caused a change in British law. One MP described public hanging as a disgrace not only to civilization, but to our common humanity. The Daily Telegraph lent it support by describing public hangings as a fragment of medieval barbarism. It was another step in civilizing processes that eventually ended executions in Britain. The days of Mother Proctor's pews, the privately run grandstand seating at Tyburn assembled in 1724, were in the past. When hanging went behind closed doors, there was none of the outcry that accompanied the halting of the process to Tyburn in 1783. The new gallows outside Newgate had been incorporated a drop, so the hanged man fell inside the body of the raised platform and was partially shielded from view. So was the hangman, for he stood beneath to pull the necessary lever. Onlookers were spared the sight of the death throes. There were no ceremony, and hangings were over within moments. The crowd witnessing Barrett's death, the final public execution at Newgate, was comparatively tame. According to the Times, however, there were occasional fights, comic songs, and hysterics among the crowd. Newgate's final crowd. Within the first sound of the bells came a great hungry roar from the crowd outside and a loud continued shout of hats off to the whole dense bareheaded mass stood white and ghastly looking in the morning sun and the pressure on the barriers increased so that the girls and women in the front rank began to scream and struggle to get free. As the last moment approached, the roars dwindled down to a dead silence. A great cry arose from the crowd as the culprit fell, a cry which was neither an exclamation nor a scream, but it partook the sound of both. With the fall of the drop, the crowd began to disperse, but an immense man waited till the time for cutting down came. The revelry was viewed with distaste by the thinking classes, which were becoming entrenched in notions of Victorian manners and taboo. However, it would be a further century before Britain outlawed hanging altogether. Executions in England and Wales peaked at more than 515, less than 10%, of capital convictions in the five years leading up to 1820. Afterward, the rate fell, particularly within, with new resurrections, excuse me, new restrictions meant that only murderers and traitors would be hanged. Between 1836 and 1840, the number was already down to 51. Provincial executions were no longer required, and one man traveled across the country to carry out the hangings. Well, there's, there, there was a little hope there um, for you know, at least somebody and maybe a little more civility at the end. Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode 
which will cover the penalties for piracy. Thanks for listening. When will man ever learn that when he pollutes the air and the water, he declares war against nature? American International Pictures presents Frogs, the story of the day nature strikes back. See Frogs in color, rated PG. Frogs, today the pond, tomorrow the world. Spectral Illusions is a digital production studio creating video effects for your home or pro haunt. They carry over 30 stock videos ready for immediate download, as well as USB drives preloaded with multiple effects. In partnership with AAXA Technologies, they now carry projectors preloaded with multiple effects. And now Big Scary Show listeners can get 15% off downloads, USBs, and screens with code BIGSCARY15. Projectors not included. Visit SpectralIllusions.com and add some life to your haunt. That's SpectralIllusions.com. This is Mr. Lobo of Cinema Insomnia, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Or are you? Beautiful. Greetings, mortals. And others, I'm Dicter Hune, the voice from hell. Walk with me into the marketing morgue. Yes, yes, enjoy the sunlight and the beach. But before you know it, the aroma of sunscreen and hot dogs grilling will be replaced by crisp leaves and pumpkin spice. And we can't wait. Bet you've been working hard on your attraction. Got your October checklist ready? That handy countdown of everything you need to get done between now and opening night? Now, of course, there's your build schedule. Hiring, training, costuming, permits, inspections... How about your ticketing system? Got that set up? Orders placed for any merch you plan to sell on site? Good! You're crushing this! And your advertising and marketing is all set? You've placed all your buys for social media, streaming, traditional radio and TV? Wait, what? You haven't? Um, are your commercials produced? Are they written? Have you even talked to anybody about them? I work with haunts big, medium, and small all across the U.S., and I've been producing commercials since, like, February for the 2024 Halloween season. I'm not saying it's too late, but the less time you have left, the more expensive it's probably going to get. Advertising agencies, and especially ones that really get our brand of entertainment, are already in full haunt season mode. So... Trying to get on their list is not impossible, but it would have been easier back in March. And please, do not go to your local TV or radio station and say, here's how much money I've got to spend, how many spots can I get? And by the way, can you make me a commercial? I'm not going to lie, I've gotten a fair amount of business over the years from haunts that have done that, and then called me in late September, even October, to come up with something that actually works to save their season. So, while it's still summer, 
Maybe move that secure advertising and marketing item a little closer to the top of your October checklist? Believe me, we'll all sleep easier. In future episodes, we'll rip further into the guts of haunt advertising and probe the most effective and creative ways you can market and promote your haunted attraction. Got a question? You can message me at Voice From Hell on Facebook. I'm Dick Terhune. Join me next time here in the Marketing Morgue, where there's always room for one more. A secret laboratory. Illegal experiments. And they finally found a new way for you to die. There's no place to hide from the plague. Scientific experiments gone wild. Is this new movie science fiction or science fact? See the plague for yourself if you think you can stand it. Maybe you'd better hurry. The Plague. Your actors, your props, yourself. If they're worth dressing right, they're worth Von Karen. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Boncaron.com. V-O-N-C-H-A-R-O-N.com. This is Tom Devlin of 1313 Effects and Tom Devlin's Monster Museum. You're listening to The Big Scary Show. Neil Zaza, Dance Macabre, on The Big Scary Show.
Hi, this is Brent Wilson from the Haunted Attraction Association, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios. Creepy Collection. Dark Imaginings. Fright Finder. Haunt Pay. Von Caron Productions. And VFX Creates. We'd also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse. And we couldn't do this without the three ghosts, including Badger, Haunt Consulting and more, rabidbadger.org. Meat Hook Jim, check out his other podcast at wrestlehorror.com. And Storm, Rants and more, hauntminute.com. And finally, you, the listener. Without you, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves. <laughs>